welcome to Turns Out She's Psychic, the podcast, spiritual musings, sometimes amusing. I'm Tracy, and I'm Laura. Tracy, this is season two. That's just crazy. Turns out she's psychic, turns season two. (laughs) (laughs) Is that a thing? It is now. Yeah. It is for us. It's just weird. We're back. We are back. And I've had the best break. Same. Not even sorry. (laughs) I missed seeing you and I missed recording. And it was also nice, nice to have a break and settle in and just yeah because recording kind of became like a weekly thing like it's like a ritual for us to sit down and record and catch up and see each other and it kind of for a little while during the busy time overtook um our general catch-up so it was nice over the break to just have time to just be us and we did that uh, without the podcast which was lovely Yes. And we checked out your new home and we sorted you, you saged your home. Yep. Bombed it with some sage smoke. (laughs) Sage bombs. (laughs) We're now going to sell sage bombs. You gave me some beautiful presents. Mm. And you got your black tourmaline, which we blessed at the full moon circle that we did with Asha Moon. Yes, which we spoke about. In our Mm -hmm. last episode of last year. So they're now in your beautiful home guarding your energy ways mm-hmm. yes and i went to the crystal castle yes up at byron yes which uh wasn't my first time there but it was definitely a different experience because it was my only time there well my first time there by myself solo yep um which sort of brings us into what we're going to talk about today which is crystals mm-hmm. And to be honest, I've been really reluctant to talk about crystals. You have. I have. We're making it our own. This is not your average crystal workshop episode information series. No. Why is that? Why have you been reluctant? Because as usual, me being me, always playing not devil's advocate, but always going... Uh, not against the grain. I don't know, but I'm always doing my own thing and running just my own challenging race. challenging the norm. And, yeah, and, and just being authentic yes. to what I know crystals to be for me at this stage. And, you know, a few years ago, which seems like, you know, in the calendar, it's not that long ago, but for me it seems like a lifetime ago, crystals were everything to me. You know, like I lived with amber covered in it because it helps me with my pain management with my autoimmune and you know would research it and did workshops on it and I went to a crystal workshop that you ran and did everything crystal related I bought crystal bottles and water bottles and did everything crystal 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 Um, but then what I found was that I myself got caught up in the hype and the commercialism of crystals Uh, And it wasn't a, honestly, it wasn't a conscious thing where I just went, shit, I'm caught up in the commercialism of crystals. (laughs) It was more just that um, things started to happen that brought my attention to look at it in a different way. And the first thing that happened was I lost my lapis. Yes. And my lapis lazuli pendant uh, was a teardrop uh, shape. And it was one that was given to me by a mystic back when I was 18 or 19. Wow. Uh, and she said to me when she gave it to me after a psychic gem party, um, she gave <laughs> it to me. It with italic yeah, bunny, bunny ears. fingers going. <laughs> yeah. She said to me, she put it in my hand and it was for sale. It was like $47 or something back then. And she said, I'm going to give this to you. It's a gift. She said, you won't know what it means now, but there will be a time when it, when you will know what it means and it will, it will mean everything to you. And I kept it and kept it and kept it. And Didn't wear it. Never wore it. Right. Uh, and then it wasn't until uh, just before I fell pregnant with Alaska, so almost 10 years ago, um, where I felt called to that again, that part of me again, because of everything that was happening with Luca, being able to see his, his sister, his twin that passed away when he was in utero. And that all sort of started to come to the surface. And the first thing that I thought about was my lapis lazuli. 
So I got it out and I started to sort of have a relationship with it from then. Um, And when I did um, my healing back sort of eight years ago now, nine years ago, um, I became quite attached to it and I started to wear it all the time. It just stayed on a pendant on my chest all the time, never took it off. And then one day I just went down to the beach. It was probably about three years ago now, two years ago maybe. Went down to the beach and came home and my necklace was still on but the pendant was gone. And what was very strange about that was um, the pendant was one of those ones that had like a – it wasn't just like attached to a like a hoop that then hooked onto a chain. The hoop was part of the silver part that the lapis was – embedded into so it was like a full solid piece yeah so for the fact for that to break which it would have had to have because the chain was intact was just like what how the fuck did that happen and um i remember just grieving yep there goes the siren the sirens are grieving also Mm. um we're next to my work (laughs) there will be sirens my office is right next to a hospital so (laughs) yeah um, yeah, so I remember just grieving that lapis for like a week or two, just feeling yes. like, why, like, why I need you. It's kind of like, you're a part of me. Like we, we belong together. It was really bizarre. Like I hadn't realized how, um, attached she could be to something like a crystal, for example. And when I started to look into when crystals leave, why crystals leave, how crystals leave, and there what is that meaning. means, yeah. yeah, that's when everything started to change for me, and I started to understand the real, and not understand, but more, um, more take to a new level and and go deeper with it. And that's what I try and do with everything. Is I understand a lot about a lot when it comes to my industry. But there are times when it naturally and authentically comes up that it's time for me to go deeper with what I know on the surface or below the surface. But there are times when it's deep dive time. And then there are times when it's not and it's just left. And that's okay. But back then it was time to deep dive with crystals. And since then, my relationship with them has been very different. Uh, I went from being able and wanting, more importantly, to wear as many crystals as possible and have as many crystals as possible and adorn them and love them and buy them and shop them and see them and picture them and post pictures and study them and do everything to just going, whoa, like I need your energy to step a few steps back, like take a couple of steps back and give me some space because I think I wanted to love them so much that I failed to really honor how they were affecting my energy with my work. Uh, And if everyone doesn't know by now already, usually service of others or working usually is what prompts me to change personally rather than personal change prompts professional change I tend to be motivated by others before I'm motivated by self and so when it came down to looking at the effect of crystals and when they leave and why they leave and when they come and why they come it was like okay well I need to make sure that I know this before I start to hand out crystals to my clients or before I start to say to them hey that's a beautiful moonstone you've got there I love it but instead be educated enough and knowledgeable enough to advise them and guide them and just say, hey, that's really beautiful, but I think that it might be time to put that aside, especially for what you want right now. You can pick it back up or you can gift it or it might be time to leave it and just educate people on crystals rather than them just being something pretty to sit on a shelf or wear on your finger. Um, And so I guess for me, talking about crystals has been something that you have been wanting to do for the, um, for the podcast. And it's been something that I've been resistant with, and you've been so patient with me (laughs) and you were, I think I'm understanding. Yeah. Because you know my story. Absolutely. Uh, but I'm pretty sure you were surprised when I said, let's do crystals for episode one of season two. Uh, yes. (laughs) Why were you surprised? (laughs) Because of everything that you just described. But I think you're right, though. We need to, you know, talk about it from where we're at now, um, not what, yes. 
you know, you said to me just before we went live, you know, don't tell people what they want to hear because that's just not what we do. Yes. And that's not what I'm going to do. But also you can Google stuff on crystals really easily and we're going to tell our wonderful listeners about our take on it, how we use them, mm. why we use them, Yeah, all of that. Yeah. So uh, for me now I don't wear crystals um, apart from diamonds. <laughs> <laughs> They're a girl's best friend. <laughs> but diamonds are actually, it was actually funny because just before we went live, Laura asked me to uh, shuffle my crystal mandala oracle deck and bring, and usually when I shuffle, I say the same thing, which is while I'm shuffling, I say, bring the card to come to the front, bring the card to the front. That's going to give me everything that I need to know about whoever it is or whatever. So this time I just said, bring the card to the front. That's going to give me everything I need to know about right now. And this wasn't the card that I got, but it was the card underneath the card that I got. Ooh. And it was um, the So It Shall Be card and the crystal is diamond. Uh, and diamond is a crystal, you know, like you you can't mistake that. And so for me, I think it's quite um, quite fitting that the only crystals that I wear now are diamonds because, and that's not by choice, that's just how it happened to have happened, Um because everything is so it shall be for me. Like I'm at that point in my life energetically where everything is so it shall be because I have no judgment of how things should be. Um, and it is basically just I can put out my manifesting and I can put out my wishes and I can put out my intentions and all of that. But in the end, so it shall be. Uh, so that's quite funny. But I don't wear crystals. I have crystals in my home, but they're quite limited uh, in, in their location as well as their size, um, and obviously what they are. And then I have crystals in my spirit room, uh, which has a whole different, uh, purpose, I guess, to my home and to myself, because this is my professional space of work where I, um, try and create a energy in this room that allows people to feel so many different things, but the it's layered for me. So one thing that um, I guess most people probably wouldn't really relate to, but I want to just get it out there straight away is um, this room. If you've ever been in here or if you're ever coming in here or want to come in here, it is layered in terms of, I set the foundation with what, um, means the most for me as a professional and for my client. And then I layer it to, to, from the hierarchy. So the lower part is acceptance and love and unconditional, just no judgment. Um, and then after that becomes their own intuitive connection. So there's a little bit of amethyst and then there's protection. There's smoky quartz and black tourmaline. Uh, there's some selenite, which is just going to harmonize anything that they bring in, you know, and then on my table where my cards are, uh, is also some, uh, blue blaze base crystals, blue kyanite and celestite, uh, which is going to help people speak. So they're related to their throat chakra. So it just assists them in helping them speak their truth in this space, because quite often this is the time where people do speak their truth without thinking that they were going to or without an agenda or any intention. It's just they come in here and it's a confession booth. Um, I've also got some amethyst just to gently guide their intuition. And then I've got some black tourmaline and some new black kyanite that is not new to me, but it's new to my table very recently. Um, and that's just, again, to aid in some grounding and protection. And then I've got clear quartz, which is solely on my side of the table, which is just two little um, clear quartz generators. And they're literally half the size of my palm. Uh, and I never touch them. They're usually just uh, crystals that I sit on top of my crystal mandala oracle deck just to keep it cleansed, ready for the next person. So when I finish a session, they sit back again and the clear quartz sit on top, uh, ready to go for the next time I need them, which is usually in the next hour or tomorrow or whatever. Um, but sometimes when I'm doing mediumship, um, a siren can go past <coughs> and my consciousness can drop a little bit. And I will uh, pick up one of those clear quartz and it will very quickly raise my vibration. So 
to someone sitting in the chair that you're sitting in now, all of this seems quite pretty and innocent. But to me, it's all very orchestrated and deliberate and purposeful. And everything has a reason for being where it is, why it's there. Um, And sometimes some of the crystals are useless and they're really just for decoration. So under my table in my spirit room, I've got a little collection and the amethyst that's there is actually quite useless. It's really just a really pretty piece. Uh, But to the person who would be, you know, sucked into the commercialism of crystals, they would be like, oh my God, that's beautiful. But yeah, it's pretty, but it's doing nothing for anyone apart from just bringing happiness and joy by looking pretty. Um, So it's sort of, you've got to be really mindful of, um, sometimes being sucked into the the prettiness of them or not really understanding the properties and the qualities of a crystal, um, which again gets so deep in terms of, you know, like when I started to talk to you about crystals and being able to um, really just be mindful and very careful and deliberate about who you get your crystals from and why. Um, there are a lot of crystals out there that aren't actually the crystal that they say they are. They've just been heated to turn them into a different color, which makes them then be sold as that different colored crystal. And you're buying something that you think has a certain property that doesn't, uh, and then does nothing for you at all. And crystals can be expensive. Crystals uh, can also be quite damaging if you're not using them correctly. So they're not something that... um, that I think should be sold. I'm not going to name this retailer, but I remember a couple of years ago just walking into a high fashion um, retailer that is very popular and has been around forever and ever and ever. Uh, And their whole front table, as soon as you walk in the door, was just covered in all types of crystals that you could get. And it was like, wow, Wow, (laughs) like these crystals are more than likely going out to an age bracket of pre-teen to late teen. Uh, And if only they knew that they're being sold bullshit for starters. Secondly, that it could probably be quite detrimental, especially to their hormones at that time because they're quite um, impressionable and influential. Um, It's a waste of their money. And it's selling false promises. It's also selling false information, I think. You touched on some valid points there um, with the ethical trade of crystals, for one, and also the use of them because you were referring to the beautiful, pretty amethyst piece at the bottom there, and it is pretty. And some people, that's all they want. That's it. But if someone picks that up and thinks that it might um, assist in other ways, then that's misinformation. But if somebody merely picks it up and wants to plonk it there because it's pretty, then... Like I did. Cool. Yeah. Do you know, it's it, totally it's, cool. What are you going to do with it? Mm-hmm. And I love how you view crystals as a tool because uh, lots of people don't or lots of people will think that's ridiculous. Crystals are just pretty. How can they possess powers to, you know, assist you doing things? For one, and then also, um, how can they be damaging? They're just a rock. Mm. They're a living thing. They emit frequencies. They do. And that's measurable. You go to any jeweller and they will test any stone to see how authentic they are. And the way they do that is by placing an instrument on them to measure the actual frequency being emitted from that rock. Correct. So it's measurable. Mm-hmm. It's scientifically real Mm -hmm. so how can they be damaging so when you understand frequency yes you understand how they can be damaging if they're worn too close or yeah so how big they are where they are how often you're exposed to them yep um you know amber is not even a crystal no yet i wore it for years and everyone's like it's a beautiful crystal and most of the time depending on who i was talking to i would just go yeah thank you 
Anyone that's seen Jurassic Park has seen <laughs> the fossilised tree set with the mosquito in it knows that that's beautiful, Amber, and mamas with their babies, resin. you know, yeah. teething necklaces. And it is an, uh, it's an earthly gift. It's a gift of Mother Earth that is a, a pain um, analgesic. Is that the word? What's the yeah. word? Analgesic? Yep, yeah. Yep. And it works because, like, I had the anklet, the necklace, the ring and the pendant around my neck um and i really like i truly believe that it works uh just like the teething necklaces and bracelets and anklets for kids you know it works um but it's not a crystal it's fossilized tree sap yeah so when it comes to how they can be damaging and harmful some crystals um in the commercial world and again with bunny ears uh and I want to pick the crystal malachite and I don't want to, you know, sort of be a bully about malachite, but malachite's one of those crystals that I cannot be anywhere near. That I like. Yeah. And a lot of people do. Mm. Why do you like it? It's pretty. Mm-hmm. I love the colors. See, I think it's ugly as fuck. I love anyway. the greens and I love how it kind of looks like an ocean of green. It looks like waves. Mm. That's why I bought you that Asher Moon platter and that Asher Moon cup because you love it. And it reminds me of Malachi, which reminds me of you. <laughs> but see, I, I see those platters. It did mm. not once remind me of Malachi. Really? I love the look of it, but it didn't remind me of Malachi. Huh, how funny. But I love Asher Moon and I love you and I love the platters <laughs> and the cups. <laughs> Anyway, go back to malachite and how it can be damaging. So malachite is one of those crystals that a lot of people think is amazing for lots of different things. Uh, Healing is one of them. Yes. Uh, Prosperity is one. There's lots of things. You know, one of my cousins actually bought a unit once and I remember going to visit (laughs) and the bathroom was so tiny and it had a entire sink vanity of malachite. Oh, wow. I went to view a house with an entire sink. It wasn't malachite, but it was real pale, whitish, pale, greenish kind of thing. But it wasn't. Yeah. Well, this was malachite. It was retro. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, this was like Federation almost. Wow. With a a malachite top. And I remember just going, get me out of here. I felt so claustrophobic in there. It was like, how can you live in here? I didn't say that because she was beside herself, happy and proud and everything, which was cool. But when it came to just going, shit, people have malachite vanities. Like, do they understand what they are doing? Because... When people want to sell something, they're going to promote the the good things about it, sure. the good properties, the yep. things that are going to make people go, oh, I want that. That's pretty. I want that. Malachite is actually one of the only crystals that enhances whatever it is that you are vibrating at. Now, if you are a person who is vibrating happy and joy and contentment and gratitude Awesome. Go to town on the malachite vanity. <laughs> Do your whole fucking kitchen and your bedhead in malachite. But if you are a person like me who for most of her life has struggled with mental health issues or and or um, is exposed to a lot of people who have mental health issues or grief or sadness or, you know, horrible things happening in their life and trauma, then malachite is quite dangerous. That's what's going to be. Correct. So it will amplify. It will raise the frequency of whatever it is that you are vibrating at. Now, I'm wondering how many listeners have malachite or even know what it is, but it's like a really dark, well, it's not dark emerald green. It's like a bright emerald green with black swirls and lines through it. It's very marbly kind of. Light and dark. Yeah, um, but it's mainly like a, a deep green. Uh, So if you have it, just be really mindful that sometimes people, and I know I've seen it happen without them even knowing it until they've told me everything. And in the end, I'm like taking an assessment of what they've got and why they've got it because they walk in covered in crystals. And I'm like, hang on a minute, first things first, let's just take all those rings off your hands and all those bracelets off and those earrings off and those pendants off and those anklets off. Let's get it off. And just see what you're doing at a baseline. Now, there's adding malachite in and just going, okay, if your marriage is just broken down, 
you need to freaking throw malachite as far as far as it can go like you don't want to go anywhere near malachite if you're depressed if you're grieving see you later malachite it's not to say that down the track that malachite can't come back into your life but people need to understand that crystals are not forever they're not like oh i love that malachite oh that lapis lazuli you know they're not going to stay with you forever they are actually attracted to you when you need them and when you when you feel the effects of them have them and then when you no longer need their effect because your vibration is staying at a frequency that is sustainable they will find their own way to leave because their frequency doesn't match yours anymore and they can't raise it anymore so they'll leave you'll lose it or it'll break or you'll give it away. Or you'll give it away. You gave me a ring with crystals on it. I did. And I loved that ring. And then one day I just could not put it back on again. Just couldn't. And it was just teeny tiny little crystals in it. Yeah. So pretty though. Yeah. And I just could not come anywhere near it. And there's a piece of malachite on that. There is. Teeny tiny one. Yeah. Um, so malachite is just an example. But crystals can come and go also seasonally monthly in line with your periods yeah uh if you've got a cold if you're going through something if you're studying for an exam if you want to get a new job all different things crystals are supposed to be like a a resource that you can just go okay today i'm feeling intuitive and this is the crystal that is choosing me today rather than just blindly going over to your dresser and putting on all of your crystal rings and your necklace and your earrings and whatever else that you've got or sleeping with them is the worst but consciously and deliberately choose which crystals are vibrating to you for that day and it's the same when you go into a crystal store you know the crystals that you're attracted to aren't necessarily the ones that you need they're the pretty ones it's like that story with my um pendulum my pendulum when I went to the local crystal store and I was thinking I'm gonna get the prettiest one I really wanted like an iridescent maybe a moonstone or an aqua aura or something (laughs) and the one that actually literally was hanging and while they were all hanging up in the like from the ceiling or from these things suspended from the ceiling, it literally moved towards me. Like it moved towards me, and all the others just stood still. And I was like, "Oh shit," because it was a strophilite, and a strophilite <laughs> is like brown. It's like dark, dark brown, black with flecks of gold and amberish kind of looking flecks in it. And it is not pretty. <laughs> it is just the like one of the most, I don't know, just non-pretty, non-striking pendulums that you could ever see, crystals that you could ever see. And I was just like, well, it chooses you, so I have to take it. And that's kind of what happens. And I didn't I didn't know anything about a struffle. I didn't even know what it was, but I sure as hell would not have chosen that for myself. <laughs> But it did, it did. And it became like one of my greatest allies, but crystals, and this brings me to what crystals, um, you know, when you said before about how crystals are a tool, you know, they're, they're something that you, they're alive. They're, they're not just a pretty rock. They, they do something. And in my world, it's called a modality. You know, it's something that we use to assist and aid us in what we do. And so some crystals are going to be doing things for you that others aren't and you need those crystals that are doing things for you and sometimes you need the ones that aren't now but are going to in the future and you need to have that collection or that um, that selection. That's when, yeah, buying them and having them comes in handy so you can use them. Yeah. Yeah. Like I have them if I need them. Uh, I feel that... Uh, these days, though, most of the people that I see, crystals is the last thing that's going to help them right now. Wow. Like they're really not doing much for them at all, apart from making them feel happy. Yeah. So people's intentions when they're putting them on, it's more look at why you're wanting a certain thing and look at why you're layering yourself in crystals. It might not be... Like there might be something deeper than 
just putting on a bracelet. It's because you truly want to do something else and putting on a, you know, five bracelets isn't going to do that. That's a bit of a Band-Aid. Yeah, absolutely. And then also just going, okay, well, if I was to clear this situation and then, you know, tomorrow wake up and just go, right, now feel my energy. Do I, like, what is it that I need? I need to um, maybe just feel more calm because I'm feeling quite anxious about this test that I've got today or an interview or whatever. And then making the conscious and deliberate decision to assess which crystal is speaking to you that can help you with that. Because you might just blindly or unconsciously or subconsciously just get up and put it all on and you're harming yourself without even realizing it. Even though you think that they look pretty and they're helping you, they're not, they're hurting you. And they're certainly not helping you in the way that you're hoping them to. No. Now, the other thing too is that unless you are cleansing your crystals, they're doing fuck all. And sometimes they can be hurting you as well. So what do you mean by cleansing for those of our audience that might not be familiar with this cleansing? Okay, so like you were saying in terms of crystals being a living thing, their energy can be overloaded as well. It absorbs. Correct. Yes. So if its frequency is, you know, 702 and it comes in contact with someone's frequency who is 501. Lower. Lower. So it's going to give you energy uh, to raise your vibe, but by doing so it's going to transfer and it's going to lower its own energy by means of transference. Yeah. So the crystal ends up becoming void of the frequency that it is supposed to have to help you. So if every day you're going to your, I don't know, pick a crystal, any crystal. If every day you're going to your smoky quartz and you're using it for grounding uh, and a little bit of protection, if every day you're doing that, how long do you think before it depends on how big that crisp, that smoky quartz is yep. and and how um how high quality is where it's from plays into all the factors how long do you think that smoky quartz is going to be able to keep supporting you and grounding you if you're someone who right now is getting a divorce you know having a custody battle losing her job losing his i don't know whatever you know how long do you think that that crystal is supposed to support you for before it just goes well I've got nothing left they're not an endless supply of energy for us and so the way that we need to look after them is that you cleanse them and restore them back to their energy and they do that through earth air fire and water so you need to use the elements that they belong in they belong in the earth in the ground and this is where they've this is where they flourish and they grow and they you know this is where they need to receive what they need to recharge themselves so the full moon rituals is number one that's easy for everyone to do it's also nice for everyone to do it's something that if you've got kids they like to do too um you know it's it's quite a popular thing to do easy enough to look up and yeah yeah and we've talked about it a bit and it's all on the podcast and over on my page and things but you know, sometimes you can take them down to the ocean as well or to the river or to salt water or in the bath, but they just need to be in running water and you can cleanse them. But essentially crystals work with energy and energy is based on intention and all you need to do really is have the intention to clear them, to cleanse them and to restore their energy. Um, and unless you're doing that, if you're using crystals because you think they have some kind of healing or support, quality unless you're doing that they're doing fuck all for you if you're using crystals just to be pretty and to wear because you like them awesome but just be very mindful that they could be harming you but also they could be really helping you and sometimes that can lead to false um 
what's the word I'm looking for? Sort of a false confidence. Sense of security. Yeah, because if you were to just one day not wear your crystals and all of a sudden your anxiety kicks back in again, you're just like, oh, my God, why am I having this day today? And you don't put two and two together. Your crystal's doing the hard work for you. Yeah? Yeah. So That's your Band-Aid. Yeah. That's like, yeah. And so it's not something to be complacent about. Like crystals are something that I take quite seriously. And I know that, again, it just takes the fun out of it, but it doesn't really. <laughs> not always. It's not just always. being conscious about it and yeah. increasing your awareness. Certainly, um, I didn't even hardly own crystals before I met you. <laughs> <laughs> you should see Laura's house now. It's like a fucking museum. I've kind of gone on a little bit of a crystal <laughs> escapade. <laughs> you probably got more crystals than I do, especially in my home. Yeah, well, it's the only place I have to put them, though, as well. But, yeah, yeah they're pretty. <laughs> they are. You but don't wear them, for, though. Um, well, well, I'm very fortunate that at, at work I've never been able to wear much jewellery and prior to that I was a netball player. So, mm. again, could never wear anything. Yeah, but sometimes you wear your Labradorite. Yep, um, my amethyst. Things. My amethyst is very special yeah. to me. Um, but I have not worn... Peridot. Peridot. <laughs> Peridot. Yeah, sometimes. Mm-hmm. But um, my amethyst was given to me when I was 21 by my godmother mm-hmm. and it was gifted to her in a ring by my by my abuelita, my mum's mum. And I love the history of that and yeah. how they've held it. Like she's held it in her hands and then my godmother gave it to me um, in a pendant and I had that remade because the gold that it was in all broke and mm. I didn't want to lose it but it was only since reconnecting with you that I it it sounds weird to say but it truly did call to me like I was just thinking about it for the longest time and then I started wearing it again and it started the um the setting that it was in started breaking so I had it remade and I'm, I'm really like when you were talking about how you lost your lapis I was like I would be devastated if one day that disappeared because mm. it is so special and it's so cherished. A crystal like amethyst usually doesn't disappear like a, my lapis did, for example. Bloody but, hope not. <laughs> <laughs> what it will do, though, is do exactly what it did, yep. which is come to you and it's tightly held. Um, Spirit's just talking right now. so Oh, that's nice. Um, it's Hello. very tightly <laughs> held within your ancestry, so you don't have to worry about that. But what it will do is come and go as you need it. It's a support yep. stone yeah. for you. It's not a typical amethyst, by the way. Um, this is a, an extraordinary amethyst, I'd have to say. I would say that too. It changes colour. Like wow. in this lighting, it would look like your purple amethyst. As soon as you go outside, it's reflecting the blues and the greens. Mm. Amethyst doesn't normally do that. Oh. I've never known an, another amethyst stone to do that no way yeah it's got to be some kind of special south american amethyst of some sort from some place but spirit just keeps putting it in like a it's not a cocoon but they just keep putting it in like a cocoon but i don't know what it's made out of it's just this weird cocoon shape because it's so beautifully held and yeah tightly held yeah yeah um but what it does is um it helps people when they're in their cocoon as well so it will it will go quiet and it knows its time and its place but when you're in that space of um metamorphosis and of growth and of challenge and of change it will make itself known to you and it will be an ally Mm. Uh, but then when you're in your full flight and your strength and your new beginnings uh, then it will disappear quietly Uh, but it will never be lost it's just there yeah it'll never be lost but uh spirit saying that you got it's going to have to go two ways so you're gonna have to be really mindful about and this would probably mean because of your two daughters yeah you're gonna have to be really mindful about how you share it because they're saying it needs to go both ways for them so it might be something that they share and that they learn and that they know and understand as part of their family legacy and ancestry that this is something that goes to the person who needs it when they need it, that it's not belonged by one person. The stone of need. Yeah. Like my yeah. cupboard of need. <laughs> <laughs> Love that cupboard of need. The Harry Potter cupboard. Yep. yep. So quickly, among other things. <laughs> for our <laughs> listeners, my lovely new house has has a cupboard of need it has which is so fucking random too it's just like room right in the middle yep just there (laughs) behind the kitchen which is in the middle of the house there's this it would sort of if the house was made these days it would be dressed up as a butler's pantry a small one yeah even though it's sort of behind it goes out and behind the pantry 
but it's just like a walk-in linen cupboard. And in my beautiful old little house, I I lived with a cupboard half that size and now I've got an actual linen cupboard and this cupboard. So now it's just my cupboard of need. <laughs> <laughs> the cupboard of need. That has everything in it. So that's interesting, this stone. I'll definitely be mindful of that because it's super precious to me and mm. that's good to be aware of that the girls will grow up learning that when they need that stone, they will share it. Yeah. The family jewel. <laughs> <laughs> that's it, the family jewel. Um, and I guess the only other thing that, unless you've got other questions for me, the only other thing that um, I would say is that the crystals that I think everyone needs um, is selenite, which is like a milky white, usually in a tower form. You can get it in all different forms, but it's usually in a tower form or you can get the selenite lamps. So they're a little bit yes. like salt lamps, but they're selenite. You stick a bowl up middle of them. Um, and they're beautiful, but selenite is a harmonizer. So it harmonizes negative and positive energy and just brings it to harmony. So it's great for home, office, for any space, really. Um, just like a salt lamp with selenite, you go um, via space. So the size is via the space. So if it's a small space, small lamp, if it's or small piece, if it's a big space, big piece or multiple pieces. Um, and it's really, really great, I find, in living areas, um, communal areas. Um, and it also naturally cleanses itself. So it's one of those crystals that you can just set it and leave it and never think about it. Uh, it's also a crystal that you can buy, um, like cleansing plates for other crystals. So if you find that you're someone who forgets that it's a full moon or doesn't really <laughs> look after their crystals that they wear, like their jewelry, you can buy yourself a small selenite plate. And at nighttime, when you take your rings off or your jewelry off, you can just place them on that selenite and they go, it's going to cleanse them. So that's a really cool little tip uh, for people who find themselves not inclined to do the cleansing and the restoring of their crystals, like I mentioned earlier. Um, black tourmaline is the other absolute like non-negotiable. Um, yep. and it is a protector crystal. It's the master of all protection crystals. And it's one of those crystals that you can buy raw or tumbled. And for me personally, I like the raw version, but whatever raw version is a little bit harder to maintain because it just falls apart. It's a bit crumbly. It's like a black version of selenite, I guess. I suppose it is. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so, uh, black tourmaline is a crystal that you want to tell it basically to only allow energy into your space. That is for the highest good of the space. So whether it's for the highest good of the family or for the highest good for the house, the highest good for the office or whatever it is, but you essentially want to have a piece of black tourmaline. It can be quite small, just sitting on top of the inside of every entryway into a room, an office, house, whatever it is. So I've got multiple entries into my home. So there is a piece of black tourmaline sitting on every entry architrave at the top. Uh, I've got a piece sitting in the inside of my office door. I've got it on all of the bedroom doors internally. And each piece is charged with the job basically to only allow energy in that's for that child's highest good or this child's highest good. Um, the energy that's on my bedroom, just for people who are married or that share a space with someone, um, I just say, um, only that energy and that's for the highest good for this relationship. Um, because I find that, um, I need to, to acknowledge that at, at the point where we, for me, just personally, like it's a whole nother episode probably, but for me, um, it is for the highest good for everyone. But if I'm protected enough to then be for my highest good in my room, then a room that's a communal space for me is a shared space where it needs to be the highest good for everyone, not just for the one person or for the highest good for me or for the highest good for Matt or for the highest good for my colleagues or whatever it is. It has to be the highest good for the relationship. So you can choose your words, but you have to be really mindful of your intention as the most important thing. Um, sometimes words don't really matter too much if your intention's stronger than your words. So that's something to be mindful for. Um, black tourmaline does need to be cleansed though. Uh, I find that I can get a little bit complacent with my black tourmaline and whenever I do touch it to cleanse it, it usually crumbles in my hand. Really? Yeah, because I'm a shocker for the black tourmaline. Um, I think that I've got so much of it that it just becomes a chore. Yes. Uh, but... Um, can you sage it, cleanse it? Yeah, you yeah. can, but you have to be really mindful um, that when you cleanse it is one thing, but you have to charge it and tell it to do again what it needs to do. So there's a bit yeah. of a step-by-step -step process. Um, 
the other crystals that I recommend for people, um, well, I, w- I really, really, really want to go probably against the norm again. Um, it's not like you at all, Tracy. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, in my home, have citrine, jade. I just bought emerald from the Crystal Castle the other day. Beautiful. Um, and I've got a little bit of amethyst. Um, I've got Demburite. Now, Demburite is very expensive. I can't picture it. It's white. Um, what does that is, do? Okay. Um, it's like clear quartz, selenite, diamond, all in one. Wow. Yeah. It's a beautiful crystal, but it's very, um, you usually can only get really small pieces. Like they're like chards almost and they're usually no bigger than a I don't know a long fingernail yeah um but it's very expensive for very small pieces but I've got a bit of Dambura in my home um those kind of crystals are um crystals that bring prosperity and abundance um but also um um truth so like um acknowledgement of your truth of, of who you are and what you want. And in my home and in my family, um, everyone is an individual and everyone is honoured that way, uh, no matter how different that is or whether it's different to yesterday. Uh, I just want my children and anyone that comes into my home to feel like they can just be who they are. Uh, and so those crystals, you know, citrine um, and jade might be, uh, commercially thought of as wealth, like money yes, wealth. Yes, that's true. Yes. And they kind of are. But again, that's a whole lot of marketing and commercialism right there because um, citrine and jade also bring um, s- self-identity and sense of self. They also bring heart-centered truth. And so really, again, depends on your intention behind the use of the crystal and why it was brought to you. So it's really important that people understand, because if you walked into my home, you're not going to see massive pieces of citrine and jade. You're going to see little ones if you're observant. But to some, if you were to look at that in my home, you would think, wow, she's a bit greedy or she just wants wealth and abundance (laughs) and whatever. If you, if you were someone that way inclined, because I used to think that when I was younger, it was just like, wow, this person's like really into you know, wealth and (laughs) abundance, but that's not why I have them in my home. So they're there. Now, most people will choose the pretty ones like rose quartz and amethyst and um, labradorite. I have labradorite, but the really pretty ones. Now, pretty ones are amazing, but a lot of the time people, rose quartz is probably the best one to talk to this about. Rose quartz is the crystal of motherly love, which is meant to, um, I guess, symbolize or stand for unconditional love. Yeah, sure. Which is not always the case when it comes to motherly love. I recognize that. But it's what it's sort of um, ideologically, it's, mm-hmm. it's what we would like it to mean. Now, a lot of the time and definitely probably 90% of the people that I work with are definitely not ready to receive the vibration of a rose quartz wow and yet they have it in abundance now it's like handing kryptonite to someone like it's going to push you further away from what you need not closer to what you need so there is so much false information out there as to what you need and when you need it and why you need it um and rose quartz is one of those ones that unless you are someone who um, identifies as uh, as close to unconditional as possible and quite loving and kind and nurturing, rose quartz is not going to help you. It's not going to bring you love. It's not going to bring you romance. It's not going to bring you all those things that all those beautiful places tell you that it's going to. It's actually just going to make what's inside of you that needs to be worked on come to the surface even more which is going to feel completely further and further away from what it is that you're calling it'll make it feel further away until you're ready to receive it yeah so rose quartz is actually keeping you stagnant or keeping you from what it is that you're looking for it's like 
doing the exact opposite to what you want it to be doing. And yet I reckon rose quartz is sold to more people out of any crystal than any crystal. Oh, man, I've got a lot of rose quartz in my house. I love it. (laughs) It's beautiful. I have a lot of it too. Yep, yep. But I have it for the reason that it needs to be for me. Yeah, so don't go throwing it away. Just have a look at it in a different way and think of how we can make this work for us more and really address that. Yeah, that's it. And I like how you touched on the various colours being aligned with different energy centres or chakras, if you will, Mm. and how we can use them as tools to support us in certain areas, in certain times of need. Uh So that's another And that's how I use them personally. So I've got my little bowl here that I just reached for before with the Damburite and it's got every colour that matches all of the rainbow um, (laughs) and the spectrum, I guess. Um, But um, back in the day when I would do energy healing, that was my tool, I guess, for being able to lay crystals and to hold crystals and to channel the energy and the frequency and to raise my vibe and connect and all those sorts of things. But um, it quite often, you know, I will be drawn to um, need usually the darker crystals now, like the um, the jaspers, like the the red mm. jaspers um, and the carnelians, um, because most of the time my energy needs to be corrected because of clients, not because of myself. Um, I don't look to crystals for myself anymore. Um, they're just like icing on the cake, I guess. And I don't need icing on the cake. It's just to level out your energies. Yeah. Yeah. And that's usually, um, crystals are a really quick way to do it when I know it's not mine. Yes. Because I'm not using it to deflect or to ignore or to avoid. I'm just using it to correct something that I know needs to be corrected when it's not mine that I have to work on. I'm not ignoring something. Yeah, sure. You've got that awareness. Yeah. That it's not mine. Right. Um, but with others, when I use it for them, I'm not using it for them to, I don't do it anymore, but when I did, um, I'm not using it for them to avoid it or bypass it either. What I'm doing is using it to wake it up yep. so that they can bring it to their conscious awareness. Address it. Yeah. Cause yep. that's why I don't do it anymore yep. because people think that you go to someone, um, to be healed and unless something is brought to your conscious mind and then you heal it. You can't heal it. The crystals are just making you feel better, but they don't sustain it. They're just a Band-Aid. Yeah. They're just treating the symptom and it's going to come back again. So bring things to your conscious awareness first through spiritual or psychic counseling or whatever means of form you wish. Then use modalities like crystals and other energy healing forms to work on that energy that you have brought to your conscious mind. Otherwise, it's just going to keep coming back. Work through it, deal with it, move on. Yeah. Next. Yeah. <laughs> much like this episode unless yeah. there's anything left that you want to finish on we said we wouldn't talk for long and long and we've somehow almost made it to an hour well you know us <laughs> <laughs> and it's been a while in between drinks, it has shall we say it has and you know what over our break we both got to have a look at things and sort of um have a think about TOSP and yes. our listeners and where we want to move forward with this and we love it. Like we just feel like we've got this family that some people we've met, some people we just have like a virtual family. Yeah. And it is so much fun. Um, you know, I know we both, and I don't want to speak for you, but I'm going to speak for you. Oh, we are one. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we both um, just get so much uh, joy in knowing that our rambles and just us being us um, brings people uh, some clarity and some guidance and some understanding in themselves and helps them feel a little bit more, um, I'm not going to use the word normal, but normal. <laughs> supported. Supported in their craziness with us. Understood and heard and there's a safe space to reach out to all those people that might feel like, oh, I don't know who to talk to and no one else can level with me. and Yeah. And but the only way that we, apart from when you guys reach out to us or follow us on Instagram or comment or whatever, um, the only way that we're able to know that people are actually listening is through our stats. And so yes. we 
worked out that what we really need is um, subscribers, apparently. Yeah, um, followers. Followers, depending on what platform you listen to, really. Yep. Apparently, I don't know. We're both so not tech people. <laughs> but ultimately, our goal is to have this information reach as many people as possible because I, for one, know how many people are out there in the dark and I know how many people out there are overwhelmed or struggling or just feel misunderstood or don't know how to articulate it or are afraid to speak to someone about it and just really alone. And for me, this is, has always been what this podcast has been about, yeah. is being able to speak to those people. Um, and we can't reach those people unless people subscribe and share yep. the podcast. Follow, subscribe, share, yeah. share away. Yeah. And then if you can take the time to leave a rating and review, I know we've called out for it before. Yes, um, and, and so you. many beautiful people. We're up to 50, Yay. which is far more than what most podcasts have got after only one season and 30 episodes. So yep. we are so thankful and grateful and feel really blessed for the people who've contributed sometimes even more than once. Yes. Um, Thank but you. those ratings are something that when I follow podcasts, I read them before I invest being able to subscribe into a podcast. I don't know same. about you, but yeah, I Yeah, no, them. I do. Yep. Yeah. Unless it's been recommended by somebody else. Yeah, You know, same. it's a winner. <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, those ratings really do help. So if you yes. do have a few seconds, we would really appreciate a rating and a review. Um, but even just a sneaky little subscribe um, and that's going to show us on our end with the stats, <laughs> um, the tech side of things, um, that people are still interested because yep. it is an investment of time and energy for us. You know, um, we love it and it's a labor of love, but it is a labor and, you know, we're not the only two people that are involved in this. We've got Matt and we've got our kids that have to forgo time with us and, you know, we, we love it. Um, but unless it's, you know, appreciated and it's something that people want to hear, um, then we're flying blind, really. Yes, but it's all good. It's fun. It is thank you for your support. I kind of feel like imagine if we were just (laughs) recording and there was like no one listening and then out in the universe (laughs) there was some random alien or some um, alternate universe that could just pick up on our on our show you remember do you remember the did you oh God, are you too young for the carpenters i have no idea who you're talking about you don't know the carpenters no <gasps> oh my god i need to educate you oh the band yes oh yeah no i know the oh, carpenters fuck. i thought you were talking about a tv show no the carpenters the band and you know that um song um Oh, I, I hadn't even heard well enough. Oh my god, I used to love them. I knew word for word. Um, You're not even that much older than me. You're two years older than me. But there is a huge difference in that. A not huge really. difference. There is, but there's a huge difference when it comes to culture and the generations yeah. and that sort of thing. Um. Anyway, there is a song that they sing where um they reach out to these aliens that are trying oh my to contact. God, really? Them. Yeah, they're, and it's like they're folk. They're, being, they're broadcasting their voice and they're like, no one can hear us. And then they get this thing from these people in space that are like, we can hear you. It's just like, <laughs> oh, my God, can you imagine if, like, no one was listening? It was like the end of the world, like Armageddon, and then all of a sudden there's just like one person out there listening to us because we're all they can listen to. It's just like, oh, my God. <laughs> well, stay tuned. Speaking of aliens and another world, there's loads of information readily available on um, documents being released in the US on CIA alien sort of evidence from years ago. So we're going to look at that in future episodes as well as surviving death on Netflix and all of these sorts of things to look forward to. So we are working on that and thank you for the um, screenshots and Instagram shares and the tags that we've been receiving on that. especially on your book as well. Who the fuck am I? Yes. Thank you for reminding me. Oh, my God. Sold out on Amazon. Yeah. Crazy. You're so cool. So cool. No, (laughs) not really. The book's cool. The book is cool. It's all cool. You delivered it. So thank you so much. I just gave birth to it. Can't wait for the next one. Oh, don't even start. Don't even start. Giving birth is (laughs) so easy and awesome. (laughs) You worked hard. We're all reaping the rewards. I'm really, really, really grateful. 
And I know that I say that to everyone that sends me and contacts me, but shout out to everybody that um, has bought it or has read it um, or is planning to read it. And has um, gifted it to many. Yes, it's been a huge gift. Yes. And it's so funny how a lot of people are like, you can borrow it. And then you see that later on, they're like, you can't borrow it. I'm going to have to buy you your own because I need my own copy because it's not a, it's not a book that no. you can lend to someone That's after right. you've read it. Yep. You kind of have to keep it. Um, it is one of those books that turns into a gift. Like I have gifted The Power of Now. I've gifted your book. They're like my two books. And, um, oh gosh, what's the no. Brene Brown's another gift. There's the other one. Caroline Mice. Oh, yeah. Yep, that was a gifty book Anatomy too. Spirit. Yes, yeah. they're gifty books. And yours is definitely one of those. You know someone, guaranteed more than one person in your life, who's like, oh, they need that book. <laughs> <laughs> or they, they don't know who the or they, they would are. like that book. Or <laughs> I think they would benefit from this book. It's one of those. You're awesome. I, I love you. say I got a spare copy, so would you like to read it? <laughs> sneaky suggestion. Um, what I love is all of the husbands that are stealing it and yes. having a read of it. That's been hilarious. I love that though too because then they're on the same page, mm, literally. So good. So good. But thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. And thank you, dear and listeners. thank you. Welcome back, season two. Yay. Thanks for listening. Bye. See you next time. If you'd like to send us one of your ghost stories or if you have a question for me or for Laura, send us a Gmail at tospsychic at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram at turnsout underscore she's psychic and over on Facebook at tospodcast.